0: where there's chaos. You know that prayer we just prayed earlier on in this meeting? Which is very simple, no complicated words. Guess what? That was you saying, I invite the peace of God to rest on this place. In my bedroom, if I'm scared, or in my work, or in my family, in my marriage, I invite the peace of God, and I'm not going to complicate this. And He says, guess what? I promise to be with you. I will never leave you. He has given us His Holy Spirit. Let's just read that there. In John chapter 14, verses 25 to 27, He says, These things I have spoken while I'm still with you, but the Helper, the Holy Spirit, the Father will send in my name. This is John chapter 14, verse 26. He will teach you all things. He will take everything that I've said to you, and He will open it. And then after that is when He says the statement, Peace, I leave with you. Do you understand? So when He says, I'm leaving you peace, He's not talking about just some virtuous feeling of calmness. He's talking about His actual presence. Because Holy Spirit was going to take everything that is belonging to Jesus and say, I'm going to... Help you walk into it. I'm gonna help you teach you how to use he's given you an he's given you an authorization for peace to be with you. I'll show you how this peace thing works. So in the middle of chaos, let's go back to that song that we sang a few weeks ago. Firm foundation, like everyone likes that song, Firm Foundation. I've got joy in. Is that meaning you like chaos? No, no, none of us like chaos. So what do we mean when we say I have joy in chaos? We're saying in the midst of trying circumstances, there is a joy that comes from peace. That is what it means to have a peace that makes no sense. Because in the middle of a pandemic, in the middle of craziness in our country, in the middle of inflation and jobs going away, and all of these things, I don't know how to pay rent. God will help me take the next step. And there is a certain settledness that comes from just being with God. So whether you're at school, or whether you are in a workplace, or in in your running a home, there is a settledness that can come into a chaos, especially for those of you who are raising kids right now. We can, talk, we can talk up a game where we allow chaos to be the definition of our existence. And mind you, there is chaos. Lots of it. Anyone who is raising a child under the age of four, and if you've got multiples... And then add to that older kids. Right? But guess what? You have the peace of God that can rule and reign in your heart. Let's read that. Philippians chapter 4 verse 7. Let the peace of God which gets past how this peace thing should work. You know how when we want a little bit of peace of mind, we just want everyone to go away for a bit? In those kind of moments where you don't have that luxury, this is where peace doesn't make sense. But you have it. But what I need to do is step into a place where the one who is the Prince of Peace gets to make the authorization. Because chaos rules everywhere around me. I have someone pulling something. I have someone snotting and throwing stuff up and... And you're like, how do I do? I mean, in this past couple of weeks, I know many of you as parents have had sick children. It's not fun at all. But what does the peace of God do? Let it guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. That word there is a Greek word that has to do with a military guarding Against attack, but also like a siege that holds everything in. So let's, let's say in the, old, in the olden times they used to have where, where an army would besiege a city and they couldn't get out. No water, no food. Wait till those guys capitulate. And then you can go and take them over. Right? So you'll have this whole idea where guarding has to do with keeping outside forces away, but then also keeping everything that's inside there. How many of you feel like you're losing your stuff on a good day? On a bad day, you're going to make me lose my mind. What? You feel like you're losing something that's going away. Why? It's because of my kids, or it's because of this, or it's because of work you feel like you're losing it. And we use that phrase. I'm losing it. This is what the peace of God does for you. Philippians 4, 7. It will will lay siege to your mind. What's good inside ain't getting out. I'm not letting it get out. Why? Because peace has been authorized for this. So when we talk about Jesus coming, let me just wind this up. When we talk about Jesus coming... We're not talking about, oh, glory to God in the highest, peace, peace, woo, woo, like confetti, like peace confetti. We're not talking about like foofy stuff. We're talking solid power to live everyday life, hit the earth and has never left. Is there chaos? Yeah. But in the midst of chaos, he says, I have left you a helper to make it right through this age. Because when he comes back, he's going to come back as the king. The first time he came, he came as a servant. And Jesus wanted people, and the Jewish people were were totally confused. They were like, well, aren't we, isn't this Messiah guy supposed to be a dude who like rides in on a horse and like thrashes all the enemies and he comes, takes over the world and all the bad Romans and all these people just get put away? Yeah, it didn't happen. And they were confused. But what Jesus was doing, he was making a window of mercy open for the whole earth. And he says, I'm going to give them a time period where anyone who believes in Jesus, there will be peace with God. So in the midst of what we would call a a time period, or what Bible language calls a dispensation, where there is just chaos everywhere, peace has begun to grow. And what Isaiah says, and to the, let's go there. Isaiah chapter 9, if you've got a Bible, this is a great place to go. Because we, we often just skip past these things. Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 7. Could you actually put on the next verse if you can? Because we just heard that Jesus is the eternal Father and the Prince of Peace, right? There will be no end to the increase of His government or of His... Ah. And on the throne of David and over His kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and righteousness from then on, And forevermore, the zeal of the Lord will accomplish this. So when you and I look at Jesus, we're talking about someone who hit the earth. If you count 0 AD as your time marker for when Jesus came, he says, I've opened a time period where peace will now start to have its effect. But when I come back, I will establish it. And I will take it up as a king takes up his throne. But the problem is, everyone thought it was just one event. So what you and I are living through right now is a place where we get to say, Lord, in the midst of this chaotic situation, you have called me to be a peacemaker. You've called me to be someone who brings peace where there is chaos. So can we just close our eyes and we're going to ask the Lord to to make us instruments of peace. Can we do that together? Because the peace of God is more than just calm feelings. The peace of God is the well-being and the favor of God towards mankind. And you and I are agents of that. So Lord, we thank you this Christmas day that you are not dead, you are surely alive, and you have given us your Holy Spirit, that we might see you clearly. Lord, for a world that is in need of peace, we thank you that you have given it to us, that we can walk with you, we can know you on a personal level. With simplicity, not with complication. We thank you for the peace of God right now. So Lord, for every situation and for every family gathered here or watching online, we thank you for the peace of God that will rule in this house. We thank you, O Lord, and we command your peace, Lord God, over these places. Not because we are special people, but because we have peace with you. We take the simple step of saying, Lord, you are my God. I believe in you. So everything you have, I receive gladly. So Lord, we honor you this morning. We honor you for the work of Jesus. Blessed be your name. Amen. For those of you who haven't had a chance to go grab a communion cup, I would urge you to go grab one right now. Uh, Or if someone could just grab the, the bowl and pass it around. So just like we prayed, right? the work of Jesus is for my home. Everywhere I go, the work of Jesus goes. If you have never placed your faith in Jesus, I would encourage you to just hold off on this for now. And take this moment to commit your life to Jesus. It's not a complicated thing. I'm not going to give you a prayer to pray. But what I am going to ask you to do is to bow your heads with me. I'm going to give you a moment to, for you to just in your own words just talk to Jesus. Say, Lord, I believe you are the Son of God that you came to give peace to someone like me. I thank you for the finished work of Jesus on the cross that pays for not only my sin but also opens the pathway that I might know you. So Lord, we receive this right now. This free gift of eternal life. Knowing that it's not by our doing. But by your grace alone. So we right now receive it with faith. In Jesus' name. Amen. So if you prayed that, I would encourage you to join us. Because this is a family meal. Okay, Whether you are a little kid, older person. No matter what your background is, if you believe in Jesus, I want to encourage you to participate with us. Because when Jesus' body was broken, He was broken so that we might have peace. That word, wholeness, is what we usually use during the time of communion. He was broken that we might receive wholeness. So what is the part of you right now that feels broken or seems in chaos? We're going to receive the wholeness of God as we receive this right now. Okay, So go ahead. Take your time, but we're going to eat this. Receive this together. Children, for your bodies, Jesus was broken so that anything that's hurting in you, or if you're not feeling well, you're going to say, Thank you, Jesus, that you have borne all of that in your body, that I can be well. So I receive it. This is the best medicine on the planet it totally beats acetaminophen. (laughs) Just saying. In the same way, Jesus also died and poured out his life for us that when we drink this, we're saying, Lord, we receive your life. That your life was given that we might have life. In every place where there is a brokenness that we feel like has taken over or defined our life, your life is new because of what Jesus has done. So if you're 8 years old, 7 years old, or 70 years old, you can walk in newness of life because of what Jesus has done brand new. You get a chance to say, Lord, I thank you for the life that you will live in me. You will show me how to live. Let's receive this. Thank you, Jesus, for your sacrifice. Lord, and for each one who is unwell in their homes or even here, we thank you for wholeness. Lord, and I thank you for wisdom, Lord, especially for those who need to take medication. Lord, I ask that you would give them the wisdom to take their medication. Lord, we thank you for this moment where we get to encounter you, spe- specifically, Lord God, over the work of your cross. And we receive it for our homes. We thank you for peace that will rule in our homes. We thank you for a guarding of hearts and minds this morning, Lord. Lord, that the, the system of this world, we pray this over our children, Lord God. Lord, that our children's minds would be kept. Lord, that you would draw them into deeper encounters with you. We thank you for this blessing. Lord, and for every person, Lord God, who is an adult in this room, we thank you that for all the things that we hold in our hearts dear and the things that we hope for, the things that we struggle with, all the things that we wouldn't dare share with another person, Lord, we thank you that you are here to help us through all of those things. So we ask, O Lord, that Your peace would guard our hearts and minds concerning those things. Lord, that we would lay things down gladly in Your presence. We would not hide from You. We would not keep things from You, but gladly let You touch those things and help us walk through them. In Jesus' name, we receive this blessing on this Christmas day. Amen. Amen. All right. Not everybody's hand went up when we talked about gifts, so I'm going to get out of the way very quickly. I only have one announcement, and then you can eat your Christmas ham, and that is next week, everybody.